1: Penguins trying to finish off the Rangers. They lead it 2-0 with five and a half minutes left in the second period. Capitals up 1-0 on the Panthers after one. Stars and Flames will start in about an hour. That series is tied 2-2. Blue Jays played uh, earlier today. Yankees won it 5-3. They've won 15 of their last 17 they're 22 and eight their best 30 game start since 2003 oil Kings in Red Deer tonight as they will try to sweep that best of seven series you can uh, email inside sports at 630ched.com the big L said the uh, says the oilers are so skilled that if they start on time and play with the same level of tenacity and shift by shift effort the Kings do they absolutely will win game six and seven last night the Kings played 45 minutes the Oilers played 15 not a great formula for Success. Yes, that is uh, a fair comment. I think uh, I've got some people on hold here, uh, and uh, you know what? You can reply to what Jude said. Jude called in and said, Reed, you are wrong. Leon Dreisaitl is wrong. The baseline for the Oilers is not this. How they played under Woodcroft. That was uh, that was the that was the fluke, not the fluke, but that was the unusual. Who this team actually is is the the up and down team they were under Dave Tippett." I don't I don't see it that way. I think they did improve. I think they played more to their potential under Woodcroft, but but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe now we're seeing them get challenged a little bit and they still uh are not quite not quite good enough. Certainty Hotline 780-496-0063 Ron from Red Deer is on the line. Ron, how's skip the dish is going? Uh, it's going northeast, west, south. <laughs> <That's>, well, <laughs> you got everything covered then. Good. <laughs> So I have a simple question. Is there analytics
0: on shots that could have been on net, but were not taken?
1: Not that I know of. I think I know what you mean. Like passed up shots. Yes,
0: exactly.
1: I, I, I don't know if anybody tracks that quite frankly, somebody can DM me on Twitter if they know anybody that that's kind of a because there'd be a lot of opinion in that one, I think. And analytics tries to deal a lot in numbers, uh, but I but I know where you're going. I would think the orders would have had at least twenty last night.
0: Now, is that on the players or is that on the coach for uh, not making a shot?
1: Well, I think it's more on the players. I mean, I think Woodcroft and the staff wants them to play how they were playing in the in the second half of the year. Yeah. And they did shoot more, and they did forecheck more. Like, like I think something, look, we, we know how tight it is in the playoffs. I, I think a, a fair amount of what we've seen happening is mental as much as physical. Yes. Yeah. You know, the Kings got battered twice and came back stronger. And now the Oilers have been, quite frankly, battered twice. I mean, let's face it. It would have been a theft last night. I would have taken it, but it would have been a theft. So it's yes. action and response. So I, I think now we see how how tough are the Oilers? How much do they believe? How committed are they going to be? And, of course, I haven't even been talking about it. Darnell Nurse is not going to play. Broberg's been yeah. called up. I don't know if he goes in or Russell. Rangers just tied the game, by the way. Two goals in about a minute. Um, yeah, I, I do not know of such a stat. I am far from an analytics expert. If uh, you listen to the show, you know there's some analytics I think are interesting. There's some that quite bug me. I've, I've never heard of that one. Someone will tell me. Thanks, Ron. 780-496-0063. I think we have a couple Brian's Bryans on the line. So, uh, Brian, go ahead. Which Brian? Brian it's you, Brian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Reed. Um, you know, I, I,
2: great hearing you talk about the, the, the shooting aspect and everything. Uh, and, you know, you're exactly right. I don't know if you watched the Toronto-Tampa uh, toronto uh, Tampa Bay the last game. But, uh, you know, a perfect example of, you know, is, you know, we've missed how many times do we see the Oilers coming down, odd man rush, and they don't even get a shot. Now, the last game, the uh, Marner and Matthews, arguably Toronto's version of McGavin and Dreisaitl, are coming down, odd man rush. Instead of uh, Martin passing over to Matthews, he takes a shot. Tampa Bay goalie does a kick, see? Rebound comes out, and Matthews picks it up. Wide open net.
1: That's a good point, the pass off the pads. And as I said, the Oilers' first goal, Kulak gets it in from the line, and then McDavid gets the puck close to the net, so then he can make a play. Even the shorthanded rush... You know, McDavid, maybe it wasn't so much a shot, but he's kind of throwing the puck into the crease and it bounces to dry saddle, fires it in. Um, the power play goal McDavid scored, maybe a little different, but you actually worked hard on a face-off and got the puck, and then a skilled guy can finish. So the plays are there, they're, and the Rangers just scored again. Now they're ahead 3-2. All right, we'll go to Gordon on the Certainty Hotline as well. Hey, Gordon, thanks for calling.
0: Yes, thanks, Uh I appreciate it uh, taking my call. I just want to make a point uh, also. Is, uh, I I think uh, Duncan Keith should be pulled. Uh, he's given that puck away just a two. I know he's an experienced and a, a man that's won the uh, excuse me won the cup. But he, if you're giving the puck away and, and uh, at really tough times like it is here, they're that well, they're that close to winning the game, and then that means a hell of a lot. Like Bouchard shouldn't have been pulled that long. Maybe it's, so. It's fine. He he had a giveaway or two as well, but he's got a hook, a heck of a good shot, and and I do think that uh, this uh, <clears throat> excuse me. The coach is a hell of a good coach to have. I think he's communicating with them and he's listening well. And I don't think Tippett was getting the suit of the guys. So, uh, that, I'm an old athlete too, but I, I didn't play hockey. But my son played a lot of hockey. But uh, anyway, thank you very much for allowing me to come come in on uh, to listen to Chad. I listen to it pretty well every day
1: lunchtime. Well, well, I appreciate that Gordon and I, I appreciate that uh, you would take the time to call in as well. Those are uh, pretty fair thoughts, I think. You're, well, How many... No, d- hold on, Kellen. These highlights are coming fast and furious. Now the Penguins just scored. And I've got the so other game on. <laughs> I've so got Florida Washington on. So <laughs> so the Rangers got three goals in two minutes and 42 seconds to go from a 2 nothing deficit to a 3-2 lead and then just doing the math here cuz i just looked up and gensel scored 7 plus 6 13 seconds after the rangers tied it so they combined for four goals in 2 minutes and 55 seconds. It's wow
2: compared to all, washington all florida we, they're overachieving cuz we only all, got one on si- the board in this one. so
1: <laughs> all since we uh we came back from break. Uh, I, I'm going to get I, I know there's a couple guys on hold. I said i would talk about Mike Smith and i do i do think i know peep, some people are going to disagree with me but i'm going to defend my position here. I think overall, uh, goaltending is lower down on the list of problems for the Oilers in this series. During big portions of the regular season, it was higher up on their list of problems. Now, having said that, you know, we we nitpick and we got to analyze every play. LA's first goal last night, I went back and watched some parts of the game And there was that scramble in the crease and the Oilers shot the puck to the boards before the Kings passed it back to Stetcher. And Smith was tied up with Grunstrom. And we know what Smith is like. He's very active and he's very combative. And instead of just kind of standing up and getting set, he was kind of like lying on top of Grunstrom's stick and trying to be cheeky and not letting him get his stick back. And then I, I don't know if he was... I think he was a split-second slow getting ready for that point shot from Stetcher. And whenever a a shot like that beats a goalie from distance, you know, low blocker, you expect that to be stopped. Uh, I know the Kempe goal that went underneath him, that one didn't look great. I, I, You know, I I wonder if he got kind of thrown off with uh, Keith's stick in the way. But I I also understand if you're going to say it's a shot from distance along the ice, it probably shouldn't go five-hole. Again, having said that, he's made a hell of a lot of saves in this series, and he's made some pretty good ones. And he does have a shutout. I again, I would just like to see the Oilers test, um, test quick as often as the Kings have been testing Smith. Just a quick thought there on the on the goaltending. We have our second Brian calling in tonight. Hey Brian, go ahead. Hey Reed, good show. Thanks. Um, yeah, I, I
2: I'm just gonna make a comment. I I think what we're seeing in game, in five games in the playoffs with the Oilers in the LA series is a micro uh micro, I don't know what you call it like a, a small sample of the regular season where you see brilliance and then you see you know what the heck has just happened here okay. um and I and I go and I, and to me I think it's a lot to do with maturity and the will the will to to play and to do what the system requires what the what the coach lays down. Um, and I, and I, you know, in the series, I think as an order fan, what's the most frustrating is you see, you know, 14 goals, in two games, whatever. And then you see, you know, three shots in a period. And, you know, the last two games we've been outshot horribly in the first two, in the first period of both games. Yeah. Um, and I, and it kind of ties into what you're saying is you know just shoot the puck, it's just simple basic hockey. Um, but w- you know where things go off the rails with the orders, I think a lot. Uh, I think a lot of it is is between the ears, and it's the work ethic. It's it's you see, LA. What have they got? Eleven rookies playing that have never played. Eleven oh, yeah. players that have never yep. played a playoff game. These guys are making Edmonton look. Bad, and if if you think it's skill that is just required, I think it's I think it's mistaken. You need the skill, but you got to put your hard hats on, and you got to work. You got to beat the guys to the puck. You got to do the things like you said, uh, the Cassian goal, McDavid. If you see the play a few seconds in front of the net before McDavid gets the puck, he could have probably got a penalty on that play, but he worked his butt off to get that puck. Uh-huh. And that's the type of play that the orders have to have. I think they're going to win tomorrow night only because they have a lot of pride and they, I think they have to, they have to know that it's the work ethic that's going to get them there.
1: Yeah, I, and I, again, the series isn't over. It's all doom and gloom after the last two games. But it, it, it's so unpredictable. And I've been saying the entire playoffs, the margin is so close. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm writing the weather's off tonight. But but there, there are some tangible things that they, that they have to improve on. I, I think there's no doubt about that. Um, the starts to games, an ongoing issue, quite frankly, going back five years. I won't include any of the teams from the Decade of Darkness because those teams, quite frankly, didn't have good enough rosters. They made the playoffs in 16-17. There were stretches in that season in which the Oilers did not start games well. And the coach tried to address it. You know who the coach was? Yeah, Todd McClellan. And now we've had the stint with Hitchcock and the stint with Tippett and now Woodcroft and they still often start games poorly. I, I'm not sure if this one is on the coaches. Leon is on the line as well. Hello, Leon. Hello, sir. How's it going? Pretty good.
0: Good. I just uh, wonder what your thoughts are. With the way the orders went down to Vegas the last time, the roundabout way to miss the COVID. what's the chance they could be feeling under the weather not to be getting tested? Oh, through, they went through Vancouver. Right.
1: And then they drove across the border so they didn't have to get tested the COVID way. Is that correct? Right. Yes, that's that's correct. Um, I, I, I haven't heard about any guys being sick, so I'm not sure about that. I mean, I do think Dreisaitl has some sort of probably lower body injury based on how he's been playing. Uh, I, I, I don't think Nurse is fully, fully recovered from that late season injury. Um, but I'm sure we could find some guys on the LA Kings who are banged up. And I said this after the game last night, Leon, like, like you got to remember the Kings, the Kings are playing without Dowdy and they're playing without Arvidsson, who I've always liked as a player. I, whenever I, you know, when he was with the predators, I always thought he was very dangerous. That's the equivalent of the Oilers playing without nurse and say, you know, Hyman. And They're still beating Edmonton without those two guys, and Edmonton has had all their players in the lineup, even if they're not entirely healthy. I I haven't heard anything about Oilers players being under the weather or or COVID issues or anything like that. Uh, Wayne and Fred will be up next, but i got to get in a quick timeout. So keep an eye on the status of Sidney Crosby. He left the game, did not play the last seven minutes of that second period against the Rangers. Faceoff show at 6 tomorrow, game at 8. Oilers try to stay alive in Los Angeles. Okay, I want to get a couple more calls in before 7. We have Wayne standing by. Wayne, go ahead.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm going to say a few things, and then I'm going to hang up, and you can comment. Uh, first of all, they need to shoot the puck in more, uh, even uh, somehow get it in behind the defense. And also, what I noticed, when they were uh, uh, they did beat the uh, L.A. Kings, uh, they were hitting them, but they are shooting high on the guy. Uh, even though Cassian got one low, but there was a mix-up there, but if they kept on shooting high, he seems to be a little weak in that area. And I thank you for listening. Bye.
1: I thank you for calling us well, Wayne. I don't think there's uh, any need for me to comment on that. I think you stated yourself uh, quite concisely. Fred is also on the line. Fred, go ahead.
0: I tell you, Reed, it's hard being an O'Leary fan for 50 years. You go through so My many bet. ups and downs, and this is unacceptable. They, uh, You know what? It's best so to seven. They've only won three. We've won two. I truly believe we're going to have a Game 7 Saturday night, but uh, I tell you that Wiley McColland, I don't know what he's doing exactly, but that 1-3-1, the Oilers can't do anything in the L.A. zone, so maybe do what they're doing. What do you think? Why not go 1-3-1 just like L.A.? You
1: know, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure they're going to institute that on, on short notice here in the playoffs. I do think the Oilers' gap can improve uh, at the blue line in some instances. I mean, you can, LA is, sh- is shooting from long range, but I, I think there are times the Oilers can do a better job of denying them zone entry. I also think some of that is the forwards have not been as thorough with their back pressure as they uh, have been at other times throughout the season. I, I talked to someone I trust today who said th- that the Oilers aren't doing so bad getting through the one, three, one, like they, they are using their speed to get into the zone and uh, they're doing an okay job against it. So I'll take his word for it. Um, you know, Perry Pern said the Kings want you to shoot the puck in and then they have that defenseman back to go pick it up. So the Orders have to be wise about where they're placing the puck on the shoot in. They have to put it in a spot where they can try to win the races to it. I would like to see the Oilers dump the puck in more. And I know that's like such a simple thing to say. But to me, the problem is the the, the Kings know exactly what they're doing. We're crossing the blue line and we're shooting, even if it's from a sharp angle or even if it's from distance. I I feel like the Oilers are getting to the red line and maybe the puck carrier wants to, maybe he thinks he can carry it in. Maybe he thinks he's going to shoot it in. And then the other forward is thinking, okay, I'm going as fast as I can because he's going to shoot it in. Oh, now he, no, he isn't. And the other guy is available from a path. Like, what if they just said, we're getting the red line and we're shooting it in? Every single time, everybody knows we're doing that, and you're going to have to go hit the defenseman in the corner. Or you're going to have to make them interfere with you, and then maybe they get a penalty. And quite frankly, I think the Oilers were doing that, especially early in games in the second half of the season. The tables have turned here on the Orthers. They were often the team starting the game better and out shooting the opponent. And I thought often they would do it because they would just whip the puck in deep and they try to go to work from there. And I do think that's another thing that maybe that was their baseline that they've gotten away from in this series.
0: 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.